The first thing I'd like to do is to give honor to God. And I'd like to recognize our pastor, Reverend Virginia Wall, and, and this wonderful congregation of St. Matthews. Any visitors and friends, I'd like to acknowledge you as well. Welcome into this place. And may we prepare our hearts and minds for a new way of delivery today because I'm different from every pastor that I've met in how I preach. And I may ask, I may ask Nell a question. Or I may find Rita back there somewhere. And Mr. Stoker and Sam's looking at me. Sam, uncross those hands because I'm coming to you. But <laughs> I just want you to know that it is a joy to be in the house of the Lord with believers. It is a joy to be in the house of the Lord with people who want to make a change and move forward with the times and to move forward in God's word and be the church and the people that God has called us to be. Man, that is so, not just man, everybody. There's so much work out there for us to do. But I want to share with you a story. Well, first, I want to say, this is an exciting day for me at VCI. And our hope is uh, VCI is the Vibrant Church Initiative. And for those of you that are wondering, what is she talking about? This is a process that the United Methodist Church has for churches that would like to move forward would like to engage with our communities, would like to open our doors and invite our community in and to have life and blood with them. My friends, it brings so much peace and joy and happiness within these walls. But it really resonates in our souls, but most importantly, it glorifies our Lord and Savior. And that's what we are doing today. We're worshiping God and glorifying him and pleasing him in what we do. The VCI process is not about us and our plans, but it's all about God and God's plans for this church. This sermon is derived from theologian, and some of you may know, author, Joyce Meyer's book, what I'm going to share with you now, Seize the Day. And she tells a story that happened in 1952. A woman by the name of Florence Chadwick was the first female to attempt to swim the 26 treacherous miles between Catalina Island and the California coast. As she began this historical journey, she was surrounded by small boats navigated by people who watched for sharks and were ready to help her if she ran out of energy or was injured. For hours, Florence steadily swam. But after about 15 hours, a heavy fog set in over the waters, and she could not see she could not see her goal anymore. She couldn't see where she was going. So she told her mother, who was in one of the boats, that she didn't think she could make it. 
She swam for another hour, but eventually gave up. As they pulled her out of the water, Florence found that she stopped swimming one mile from the California coast. She swam 22 miles, was one mile away from her goal, and stopped. And they asked her later, and this has a happy ending, by the way. No, it's not going to be doom and gloom, believe me. But they asked her, what made you stop? After working so hard and so diligently, she said, the fog set in. It blocked my view from the coastline. I could not see my way clearly anymore. So I stopped to be safe. As sad as the story is, Florence got back into the water two months later. And Florence had programmed and prayed and got in her mind and soul what that coastline looked like. She swam and swam and swam and the fog set in again. But the difference this time is that it was here and here. And she said, I knew what the coastline looked like. So I blocked out the fog and I kept on swimming. California coastline was my goal and I sought to get there. So my friends, I'm, well you wonder why in the world am I telling you this? When we lose sight or if we lose sight of where we are headed, We may go to the left when God wants us to go to the right. And I have done that and been in a car accident. Okay, so I'm telling you from experience. But my friends, whether our goal is winning a gold medal for a sport we love to do or to lose 20 pounds or to revitalize your church, We need to keep our goal in front of us. We need to be mindful of that goal every single moment of the day, everywhere we go, everything we do, and for everyone we meet. The journey may seem long. We may get tired. But we know... And too often we stop before, just before we step over. What did the Israelites do? You remember that? What did they do? When 12, now, I mean, when they sent 12, 12 people out to spy the land and to see and to check out the land that God promised them. The story came back to them that all their giants over there, they have great fruit, they have great food growing, but they have giants and they'll slaughter us. When God says go and when God says so, 
the giants will be taken care of. Every single giant. Look at David and Goliath. The giant was in front of him. A big giant in front of him. But he says, I know that I can slay this big creature because I have protected my sheep. And when he pulled out that little rock, and before you know, they tried to dress him in all of this armor. He said, "Uh uh-uh, I can't do this. I can't even walk. He pulled out his little bag with those rocks One rock, and the giant just laughed. You mean to tell me you think you're going to slay me with rocks? But oh, what a God we serve. And I'm here to tell you, from life experiences, not just something I've heard, but I know that I know that I know what God will do for each one of us. If we are obedient and living according to his principles, you may have to raise the roof on this church. Once you go and go through the uh, VCI process, the Vibrant Church Initiative, I'm not saying you're not vibrant, but you may want, want to be more vibrant. So as we increase our energy and our love for our community and look around us and see who our neighbors are and welcome them in and sup with them, it is amazing that as we please God, as we do what he has said in his word that he would do, and he said that all we have to do is ask. We have to ask. Now, asking is not for everybody. We have to be obedient, and we have to trust, and we have to walk in faith. Because his timing is not our timing. We ask, and we want it yesterday. Especially our young people. They, You know, it's with these electronics and stuff. At least a long time ago, we knew how to wait. We didn't have cell phones. We didn't have um, beepers. And we didn't have uh, the internet and all of that. So we all we did was wait. But now, technology has a zooming. Zooming. What are we missing in the zoom? Has that Zoom taken us away from the goal that God set for St. Matthew's? Has the Zoom taken away from the church family getting together and have a cleanup day around here? Has the Zoom gotten us away from having a party for the children where the neighbors can see? And then, and the children that have moved into these new, are those apartments or townhomes or what are those over? Here? I don't know if I'm pointing in the right direction, but we're over there behind CV, oh, over there behind CVS, behind, behind fitness, LA fitness, that way. They have children in there 
Anybody stood out and waved and told people to have a good day when they were leaving to go to work to see if they have any children? You ever thought about that? You ever thought about having a box of shipless donuts out there hot and, and a, a thermos of coffee? And said, good morning. I know you're in a hurry and don't have time to have breakfast. Here on behalf of St. Matthew's Church, have a blessed day. Oh, I don't eat sugar. Okay, that's okay. Have some coffee or have some tea. Or or you can have the little, you know, now, you know, we don't trust anybody. So now we may have to have everything and something sealed up. And we may have to give them a little orange juice or something that's where they can open it on their own. Am I right? Somebody come out, a stranger, a stranger hand you some food. Okay, so, and now we have to have shirts or badges or something to identify us as St. Matthews. And then when we get out there and we look and see what God has for us, y'all, I don't know where I was on this thing, but I just want you to know that God wants us to persist in pursuing him first and in reaching hearts and minds and souls of the people around us. You know, oh, but I've heard this over and over. Oh, but the parents of the children that come to the CWM all have church homes. 90% of them have church homes. For the first time in our lives, we live four minutes from a United Methodist Church. And it's not our home church. We are so elated to just get out there and drive a few blocks. We love going there. Now, do I have to adjust to some things? Uh-huh. I'm an adjusting. It's a very contemporary service. I kind of like my robe, even though it's a little tight. I, I like my robe. But I want you to know that it's not about my robe or the pastor being in a robe or opening a hymn book. It is if my soul is right when I go in there. I'm not there just for me. I'm there to help spread the love of Jesus Christ to the others around us. So I'm saying that to say, even though we may think that everybody who's our neighbor over there or in Garden Oaks over there have a church home, you're within walking distance. And you just say, well, come on the days you can't make it to your church. Okay? Just come on the day that you, you don't have enough time to get cross town to your church. Come and worship us with us and give us a chance. Now, I have heard about the phenomenon. Somebody keep time because I don't. How many? Y'all going to give me some time? I, you know, my church used to tell me, you know, all right, I was at Ashford United Methodist Church. Are you familiar with that church, Ashford? Out on um, Derry Ashford, near Briar Forest and Westheimer, down between there? Okay. So they used to, game is on today, Pastor. <laughs> okay, and on those days, I really had to beg for five minutes. <laughs> 
if I needed it, but okay. But y'all not like that. Okay. I have heard about the phenomenal history of this church. For 76 years, you have ministered and served this community. You have the Garden Oaks over here. And, and you have the new homes and new people coming in behind L.A. Fitness. Okay, you got it. You have the message. Right, you've got it. Uh, my directions, and I'm in. I know we came in one way, and, and I know I'm facing backwards to Shepherd. Right, okay. All right, now that, that helps me better. Okay. I don't even know the name of the little street over here. West Crawl. Okay. West Crawl. Well, that should be named East Cross over here. Okay. All right. Never mind. We won't go there. But have we lost focus of the service and the ministry we have been doing in the community? Or have it, has it gotten a little foggy? Like it did for the lady who was swimming to the California coast? Well, that's what we are hoping will happen within the next couple of years. That we will get re-energized and the fog be lifted. And we will reach out and do some things. No, uh, I just want to say this. When God starts using us, the things we thought we would never do, we are doing it. Now, if I'm not mistaken, I'm trying to think of his name. It's on the tip of my tongue. And he gave me my microphone. What's his name? Herb. Herb. Herb doesn't mind knocking on doors. Well, see, if you have some shiftless donuts and coffee or orange juice, you don't have to knock on the door. And those people don't have any lawns to cut, so you can't go and be out there while they're cutting their lawn. So you have to not bribe them, but introduce yourself with some, who's the baker in the church? Miss B? I met Miss B. Well, I told the baker at Ashford that I liked oatmeal raisin cookies and lemon squares. Once a month, she made sure that if nothing else kept me happy, that I was going to have either oatmeal raisin cookies or lemon squares. And then the whole church saw the rapport we established, and they started bringing them leaps and bounds. And that's why I am here like this today. But my friends, let's go to God all the time. And let's continue to ask him for more knowledge, patience, love, and understanding. Ask him to give us a heart for our neighbors. It doesn't come just by osmosis. We have to pray and ask God to give us a heart for all of God's people. I told Friday night, I think it was Friday night, I've been here all week, I don't know when it was. Uh, we talked about 
uh, our worshiping down at St. John Church downtown that specializes in servicing the homeless. And our pastor asked us, because we were the mother church, uh, the sister church, and asked us to go down there and worship and commit for a year. Oh, boy. Okay, the first Sunday, I was standing next to somebody who hadn't bathed in two or three weeks, and on the other side, somebody who hadn't brushed their teeth in two or three weeks. And I said, Lord, all I could do is pray. I didn't know what the service was all about or anything. I said, Lord, help me make it through the service and love. It took me several weeks. I'll be honest with you. I'll be honest. It took me several weeks to get over my stuff so that I could be who God wanted me to be and let him use me. And I'll tell you that for 21 years, my husband and I were down there working with the people at that church to spread the love of Christ as much as we possibly could. I, I, I couldn't change my heart because I was raised up a certain way. But God did. And it was amazing. I was surprised myself. But now that I've seen behind the veil, and I know the love of Christ, and I know that somebody loved me when I was unlovable. I haven't always been lovable. I want you to know that. I was tough. Lawrence can tell you, we grew up together. We were high school sweethearts. We went to middle school together. I was tough. And you know why I was tough? Because I had five brothers. And they told me and taught me how to take care of myself. And I did that for a long time. But my friends, it is important that we know that it is not about us. But it is about God and spreading the love of God amongst all that we encounter. Regardless of the odor. Oh boy. And no, I couldn't just bring some Lysol and spray it. You know, no. But I had to learn that all of God's people matter. And he created each one of us in his image. If we get up in the morning and look in the mirror and say, God, I want to look like you. I mean, I talk about the beard and the long hair. I don't want to go there. But I want my soul, my heart, my mind, and my very being to represent God through his son, Jesus Christ. Now, I don't know, do you all believe in the Holy Spirit in this church? Okay. We must invite the Holy Spirit in. To lead and guide our lives and not lean on our own understanding. The Holy Spirit stands at the door and knocks and asks, can I come in? If you say no, he turns and goes on about his business and finds a willing soul. 
But if we say yes, the Holy Spirit will come upon us and will lead and guide and direct our lives. Now let me say this. Bad things happen to good people. Bad things happen to Christians. It is not the fact that these things happen, but it's how we go through it. How we make it from this side to the other side. How we get 23 miles to the California coastline. It's not about us, but it's all about God. Let us open our doors, open our hearts, open our minds, and ask God, To help us love his people and love one another. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.